What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings, a pro wrestling podcast. I am Justin, here with Meals. What's going on, Meals? My dogs are snoring like crazy, by the way. So. Oh, that's crazy. It is a very brisk, but still, you know what I hate? When it's clearly the highest temperature is going to be all week, but it's like raining and windy. Like, that's what I hate. That's Other than that, I'm great. I'm I'm working on a lot of stuff for the A show. I've clearly need. All right, so I'm putting this out into the ethos. If you know someone who can edit videos or someone who does edit videos, please send them my way because I'm not getting paid enough for this. <laughs> it's hard. It's really it's hard. very hard. It's very hard, but we got some stuff coming up for you that we'll actually talk about probably in a few minutes or so. I wish that I was better at shit like that. The thing is, it's like, I just, I literally learned it. I was like, I don't want to incriminate anybody, but I asked our mutual friend for, hey, do you have this program? And they're like, yeah, we got, I got the program. I was like, great. And then send me the program. I figure out how it works and I just get to going with it. And that's usually kind of how I learn things. Like I just, I just start like, oh, okay, I want to do this. How can I do this? Let me YouTube it. When I was um, when I was applying for this job, and I had to think my portfolio with video stuff, and I'm not really a videographer, but they didn't need to know that. Um, all I did was go on YouTube and figure out how to make the best like transitions and videos and things using my phone, and. Of course, I made that amazing video. Of course, I didn't get the job, but <laughs> I learned a lot of things from just like picking up YouTube and just being like, all right, let me just do that. But this is a long stuff for sure. I did very small video editing stuff when I was doing, um, we were doing Overly Medicated. Remember season one? I was just putting shit in iMovie and, <laughs> and ripping it from YouTube and putting our, our words over it. <laughs> and we'll just blend this in here and we'll blend it out. <laughs> but it was it was cool because I was like, okay, I'll take this moment and then I'll take this part from the show and stuff like that. Like it it was cool, but I've never I've I've been good at like audio shit, never really been good at like the video side of, of things. Like remember when I what, what was the one with super long episode? Was it fifty? Was our fiftieth episode or our hundredth episode? We spliced all that shit together and you were like, I don't know how you did all this. Yeah, fifty. It was definitely fifty. Fifty was like one of our longest episodes for sure three hours or something like that and i i just was just basically fucking splicing shit together for like three hours <laughs> trying to get that shit done <laughs> um let's get into the show okay not like the you know the actual show but oh, uh, oh okay all right yeah all right all right I, I'm 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 feeling a lot energized i'm drinking a, a freaking protein smoothie right now that's my my new thing it's protein well, what's smoothie. it I'm interested. In what's in it? Uh, strawberry and banana, peanut butter, uh, whey. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's. I, I asked for it a little bit. That's all you need. Yeah. So, I'm trying to like change my diet again. I want to get how I want to get like how I looked in Mexico a year ago. Oh. That was like the that was the, peak of, that was the peak of my body. It was like that that like 2021 year. I. I would say the peak of my fitness probably was in like 2000, maybe like 14. And then again in 2020, when I had time to just like run and exercise and stuff like that and just living off the land, could eat what I want, uh, 
living off the land, um, living in COVID <laughs> world. Um, what land? <laughs> just, I don't know. COVID land. Um, could just buy what I want, eat what I want. If you hear raindrops, it's because it's raining now. Um, but that was probably the best. And I do want to go back to that because I am not in shape at all. I am not. I'm, I don't like how I look. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. Literally, yeah, I'm as not we speak. Either. I'm not either. Like, I was just looking at shit from like a year or so ago. And I was like, I was really hitting the protein and, you know, the healthy living hard. I got to go back to that. I got to go back to that because I felt like that was just the peak of, of me. I felt good. Not that I don't Absolutely. feel good now, but like I felt really good then, you know. So I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to get back to it. So um, I want to ask you something, Mills. Okay. That's 2022. Winds down. Mm-hmm. I know you spent a lot of money this year. I did not, but you can try. That's the cap. <laughs> That's cap. You can, sure. That's big cap. Anyway. Okay. What is the best thing that you bought with all that money that you got? Because Mills tries to act like he don't got no money. But one time I, I had posted a pair of shoes or something. And you say, yeah, get get it, get another pair so you can be like me. I say, wait, what? I didn't say that. <laughs> what the fuck? I said, get another pair so I don't have to. That's exactly what I said. I would never say no wild shit like that. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> bro, you are the never say. You're, so you can be like me. You're the king of cat, bro. You said, be like me. I said, damn, Mills, you, you bossing like that? Oh, was it the taxis? The, the Air Jordan 1 taxis that apparently no one wants and they go restock every fucking two weeks, which I, I love, by the way. So I don't know what shoes it was. I feel like it was the. Uh, have I, I posted my. Taxis. Have I posted my Lost and Found yet? I don't think I posted my Lost and Found yet. No. So it wasn't them. So. It was it was some shoe. And I was like, oh, okay, Mills got money. All right. There you got lost and found, though. This is news to me. So ah, <laughs> I, com- I completely whiffed on that. I was like, okay, I'm going to be by my phone. And then, like, you ever, like, okay, I'm going to get this on sneakers. And then you look up at your phone and it's 10, 12, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> all the time. I, I was like, yeah, I, I kind of want these. And then it's like 720, and I was like, the draw has ended. And I said, ah. I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I saved luckily, money. Luckily, with like StockX, like resale being so like low, like a lot of stuff that you mm-hmm. miss out on, you don't really miss out on. So, like, it's not really that bad. No, you're right. You're right. I think the best thing that I bought this year was my laptop that I'm currently streaming off of. I desperately needed a new one. I needed one with considering. We wanted to do, we want to start experimenting with a lot of video content. And we actually have this year, we've done live shows, we've done um, editing videos and uh, put up YouTube page and all this other stuff like that. So I definitely want to do that. So I'd say the best thing thus far has been the latest, well, I don't know if it's the latest anymore, but last year's model of MacBook. Um, What else did I buy? M1? M1? M1, but I'm... might need another one to be honest with you because oh, way... don't talk about my money trust... look at this nigga. i don't trust Please. streaming irs irs but here's, Please the thing. here's the thing though i want to want to be able to stream things for a discord family um and my other macbook mini 
it's not going to cut it. You already seen how if you've seen the draft diaries videos and my videos start slowing up, you already know how that shit. This shit is heating <laughs> to another level. Um, I need something else. I don't know when they stop putting fans inside this shit, but um, my shit was smoking. So definitely need <laughs> something else, something new. Um, what else? What else did I buy? You bought a lot. I see a lot of stuff on your Instagram. Um, not a lot. I just booked t- TikToks now. I'm a TikTok aggregating account at this point because I really don't post much otherwise. Um, I literally, even this year, I haven't bought that many clothes because I, when I was working at my old job, I didn't care what I looked like. And now in my new job, it doesn't even matter what I look like because I work remotely. <laughs> so don't have that. Let's turn it on you. What the hell did you buy this year? Tell me. Turn you well, me. well, how about this? How about this? T- give us something that you think the listener would appreciate that maybe they can use. Maybe this is a resourceful thing. Maybe it's like Oprah's favorite things, but it's like A Show's favorite things. Um, oh, A Show's favorite thing. Well, uh, I would say that my my office desk was one of the best things I, I bought this year. Um, I'm, I'm able to do so much work here. I just uh, I just installed a mic arm, so like I, I'm completely fully functional to do a million different things as i'm doing right now with your hands now by the way what do you do with your hands now that you're not mark i'm fucking looking i'm on StockX. i'm doing a lot of stuff at the same when we were doing trivia i was in the discord the whole time not cheating clearly clearly if you saw what happened on the trivia thing but i was in the discord telling people to shut up we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about that (laughs) i was in discord telling our telling people to shut up (laughs) <laughs> stop coming at meals but um no, this is just to be clear like i would no, no one in this court is giving us any answers like just just be clear but um i mean they could look at the discord it's already there yeah <laughs> i mean they, look at it they, they could see that they weren't but um i was i do a lot of stuff on my hands now but my, my my desk has allowed me to not only kind of streamline my whole thing now where i can just kind of watch tv and work and I have three screens and I'm able to do everything that I, that I, that I do now, but you know, I'm able to, I'm, I'm able to have my own space and I never really kind of had that before I moved. So I would mm. say like the next biggest thing that I had was, you know, putting down and, and, and kind of settling down and having my first like home with my wife. And that's kind of the best thing that, that we've had. Cause we have space and we have our own space and we're kind of like a family now, not kind of like, but we're like a family, not like, but we are a family. <laughs> No. Well, here's the thing. I asked for a resourceful buy, and you talked about a home. How many people can actually afford homes right now? Like, what's the? It's well, everyone needs a home, of course. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't make me rich. That just makes me. Makes, <laughs> I work hard to get my home. Of course, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it is what it is. I also bought. Um, I bought when we went to Anime NYC. I bought this wireless mic for my phone. Wireless mics. And and they're lapel mics too, because everyone everyone at the con was using these cord mics that they were attached to their phone, even if it was these tiny things. I was like, cords? We're in 2022. Why the fuck do we need cords? Um, so I bought these wireless mics. They turn out really, really good. Like if there's ever a thing where we're doing like a vlog or something, all I have to do is like attach it to your thing and we're good to go. Like it cuts yeah. out all the other audio except the audio that you have. So I think that was like a great buy this year because I can't wait to figure out another situation of why where I would actually use this. Maybe one day I'll when I go somewhere with Carlos, 
people film with two belts. Thing. I bought. I bought, I bought a perfect grade RX seventy eight Gundam. Stands at about like three, three like maybe. They're big. They're like one sixtieth scale. The Gundam shit big. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have too many Gundams. I don't have enough. <laughs> I feel like okay. Okay. But that was one of my kind of crowning achievements because I was able to kind of take something like this. My hobby is clearly like like set as my hobby. You know what I mean? And I was able to take something, build it up. And this is a hard kit to do. Perfect grade kits are ones that do take you days to do. And this one took me about two and a half, three weeks. And that's like the longest mm-hmm. that these things take for me to do. I can probably knock one out. I'm, I'm moving a little bit slower on them lately, but like I could probably knock one out in like a day and some change. You know what I mean? And if it's a small one, maybe two hours. But this one took me a long time. I I did um I did matte I did matte spray on it where it was like a um it kind of brings out the color. So I got like the spray for it. So I sprayed the pieces. I did panel lining where you kind of like you kind of draw over the panel so it gives the the um the, the model more depth. I did all the stickers for it. I did the LEDs, everything for it. And I'm really like, it's it's like, yeah, I finally arrived. Like, I really do this shit. Like, that that to me is one of my favorite kind of, or, or my best kind of selfish <laughs> purchase of the year. The it was like $300. The hardest thing for me used to be, I used to have a lot of Power Rangers toys as a kid. Um, and putting the stickers on it was an underrated and un... Um, they did not tell us that we had to like put these like tiny stickers on these things to make these things look like actual megazords or else they look like naked versions of whatever themselves. And I used to hate putting stickers on them. I still kind of do. Um, so I'm interested to see how it worked out for you, but I'm glad you're getting these things and I'm glad we're all getting these things. Feel free. If you're hit us up on um, Twitter or Patreon or wherever the fact and let us know like what's the best, most useful thing that you got this year. Maybe this will help someone out. Maybe we do come up with the A show's favorite things for before 2022. Maybe it's a gift guide for everybody. So yeah, I would I would love if people submit their stuff. I would love to know what's useful in their lives that they bought. Um, I know the the Discord is if the Discord. I'm sure the bidet mania went wild. If people got their versions of bidets, um, let us know. But other than that, I would love to know from the people what's the most useful thing that they got. This year. Next up, last week we had the Black Pod Connect Holiday Trivia Night. I gotta give a shout out to Meals for that last second Steph Curry move, bumping us up. That was a hard. That was a hard trivia thing. All right, and I want to. I don't want to call out Greg, but I'm gonna call out Greg because don't do it. Because if that was some crazy questions, bro. That was crazy. Like I, I've never, I, I've never ever had questions like that. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't want to call out Greg because Greg, behind the scenes, went above and beyond the role of a host. Like literally, but I, we only contacted him as like, Greg, do you want to host it? Just all you have to do is say questions and answer it. He went above and beyond. He had cards printed up. He wore a suit. He came up with the questions. He came up with pretty much additional things of the format. 
I can take solace in, first of all, we guaranteed victory. We came in second place. And we really only came in second place by virtue of <laughs> shout the drip, but drip doesn't know how to gamble at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, drip doesn't love drip, but hilarious move. We would have won whether we got it right or we would have got second whether we got it right or got it wrong, um, based on his answer. But he went above and beyond the call of it. I take solace in knowing that we got second place, knowing that. I wasn't going to get any of these answers right for the most part. Like there was, that is not my era of wrestling. It's just not like it's, it, it, there's no way I'm going to know. And, you know, shout out to the winners, shout out to Joe Laurinaitis and Bob Backlund. They won and (laughs) black, (laughs) black announce table. They killed it. I was never going to get these answers. I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to get these answers. I don't know who all these people from WrestleMania 9 and WrestleMania 4 <laughs> and Hall of Fame locations. I'm never going to get that. I'm really not. Like, my era is the era that I grew up with. If it's anything in the 21st century, I got you. Anything before that, it's a gamble. Maybe I'll get it. But, yeah. It was still a fun night. So I, the, the way I see it, way I see it is that us in the in the in the black announce table we won one. We need to have to blow off, and we're gonna have to blow off one day. It's gonna happen. I just feel bad for like Drip. He was working so hard, man. Drip was the MVP. I'm giving Drip because Drip legitimately like knew all these things. Like Drip was yep. like he. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm saying yep. Like he legitimately like. This was in his wheelhouse, and the only thing that stopped him from victory was the lack of. And and shout out to Mimi because Mimi was like, "Yo, we should we're never letting you handle the money ever again," which is fair at this point. But shout out to Drip. Um, so we want everyone a, a, a shiny new replica belt. We have that at least. So rather than this week, come up with something to just announce it and throw it out there. What we're going to do is actually we're going to give away the belt next week. So on our Patreon, we will put up a post. We will be allowing everyone who wants to be entered from the sound of my voice. I'm Patreon members. I'm going to put up the post. I'm going to bump the post again. I want everyone, if you're a patron to do, to submit something because Inactive ones, we're not just going to gift you anything. Like, (laughs) we know that you have, you know, you're submitting your money, but if you're inactive and you don't even realize it anymore, it doesn't make sense. Like, giving you cards, like, I didn't even know I won this shit. Hold up. Like, I don't. (laughs) So what we're going to do is we're going to put up a post. We're going to have people pick a number between 1 and 268. Why 268? Because we're on episode 100, 268. (laughs) 268. I don't um, even remember what what number we at anymore. After two fifty, I was like, "Yeah, we did it." it numbers are irrelevant. We're we're an entity. We're all we're omnipresent. We are here every week, so it is what it is. Um, but no, yeah, numbers are really irrelevant at this point. But we're gonna pick a number between one and two hundred sixty eight. Um, whoever comes the closest without going over, and I say this so just to prevent everyone from picking the same number, um. Whoever comes the closest without going over will receive it. 
you will receive it. We'll send it to you. Um, you get to pick whatever belt that you want. And yeah, we'll send it to you. So that is how we'll do this. We'll announce next week. We're going to put up the Patreon post this week. Probably close it off sometime um, before we record next week's show. Are they doing construction outside in the rain? Um, that sounds very, very unsafe. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what are we doing right now? Um, and whoever is the closest out going over will receive it, and we will announce who receives it on next week's episode of the A Show. Yes, sir. It's going to be a very fun uh, way. We've already figured it out. But yeah, yeah. We, it's gonna be very fun. Um, next week but on just, the A show, just all- no, but just no, just no, just no. First of all, for everyone, I wasn't in the comments. I wasn't seeing anyone or anyone who was thinking at me or getting at me and these things. Personally, me, I was never gonna get it. Nor do I think any of you guys are gonna get it either. <laughs> so I don't feel I, any I'm- kind of way. I love to see all of the the loyal fans of these pods. How about that? Like that to me is the most beautiful part is that the pods have actual legitimate fans. Like we have actual fans, all of us still, and people were riding for us. And that's what I took it as. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, Next week, we also got something big. Top 20 wrestling moments of 2022. All this on video. Is going to be, yeah, this is going to be all. This is going to be a YouTube exclusive for the time being. Um, this is going to be a YouTube exclusive for the time being. So next week, the A Show will present its first ever YouTube series. It's the top twenty wrestling moments of two thousand twenty-two. All the A Show hosts will be represented throughout this entire series. So you might get some. You might get some uh, panels with. I know there's a panel with J Five, Cyrus, and Mark. There's one with me. CC Quan. There's one with Armand, Dion, and um, Channing, and there's one with you and me. Um, but we're all counting down the top twenty wrestling moments of the year. It'll be up on YouTube starting next week. You'll get an episode Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So yes. make sure that you guys stay tuned. Make sure that you guys subscribe. Make sure that you guys continue to support us and, you know, subscribe on the YouTube page. And we'll definitely be dropping that hot fire content for you guys. Yeah, it's the end of the year. So we're going to count down the biggest moments and we're going to have a conversation about these moments for sure. Yes, sir. And speaking of conversation, we have a little bit of a conversation to have over on Patreon. So if you're a Patreon, sit tight. If you're not, we'll be right back with No Holds Barred on the A-Show. And we're back on the A-Show. Really funny uh, Patreon segment. <laughs> we learned a lot about Impact fans this week. Uh, hey, man, listen, viewing- if you want, this is the only conversation you really hear us talk about Impact Wrestling in a while. And you know what? Justin might go back and look at some more in the future, <laughs> according to what he said. Oh, yeah? He was so, enth- he was so enthralled by this, this, uh, this thing that he says, you know what? I might watch some Impact when, they, when they're on. <laughs> Whenever that is. All right. Get the fuck out of here. I ain't doing none of that shit. I said we should do impact uh, diaries. And you said, you said, oh, no. And then, like, moved on. (laughs) He's a shit. If y'all want to see impact diaries with me, then then, uh, type a one in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Type a one in the chat. Anyway, Noah's Barb. 
Let's get into it. Biggest news of the week. Most perplexing news of the week. William Regal is has it, reported. Is it perplexing? <laughs> William Regal has reportedly left AEW and is on his way back to WWE. It seemed as though his angle last week on AEW Dynamite was effectively a write-off for his character, where he uh, we saw MJF basically knock him unconscious and he got stretchered out. A lot of people have seemed to have speculation based on what William Regal said himself that there was a three-year deal. But it seems, though, it was, in fact, maybe either a one-year deal or he had some type of an out in the, in, in the deal. Either way, none of this makes sense. <laughs> none of it makes this, sense. Whoever. What is going on here? Like, we started this year. We started this year talking about this Leo Rush contract, right? This, this weird 166-day Leo Rush contract. They brought Leo Rush in. Tony Khan says, super excited. Always wanted to work with Leo Rush. They bring him in. They essentially use him as Dante Martin's mouthpiece, which is like, all right, so you're supposed to be the wrestling guy, but you're using the guy who's obviously super athletic as a mouthpiece. And I get it. He's been, he loved him in the role that he was for Lashley. But whatever. Leo Rush eventually leaves. It's 166 days. Get out his contract. We're then followed up with the next nine months of people. <laughs> are unable to leave their contract. In fact, this man, Tony Khan, boasting, we got this guy for five years. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably texting Malachi Black, and it's like, you better tell him you ain't leaving. Because from what I know, it sounds like you saying you leaving. And you ain't going nowhere. Because we got about five years left on this deal. Don't sell a five-year deal to the second biggest wrestling well, thing on earth. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. <clears throat> First of all, let's get to the, to the WWE angle of this. They should have never released Regal. Should, he should have never, ever been in AEW. Let's just be clear. He should have never yes. been released like um, earlier this year. That just should have never happened. He should have never felt as though you, know, you wanted to do it. I think that was one of their biggest. I think the Dakota Kai and the William Regal releases were just kind of like, all right, what are we doing here? Like that just made no sense to me this year. So they fucked up for that. If they were able to get him back off the strength of Paul Levesque just working there again, this is some crazy amount of stroke this nigga got, bro. <laughs> like my like man's what? is back at the other place. I gotta leave. <laughs> that, that is literally like your ex calling you and saying, "All right, I broke up with my 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 other girlfriend. Let's try this again." Type shit, like. How did he do this? How did William Regal... Okay, not, not how did he do it. I think I kind of get how he did it. He's respected. He's tenured. He's 60 years old. I think if he told Tony, hey, I want to go back there. My son is there. Um, my, my, my good friends are there. I barely know anybody my here. Said, my son is there. <laughs> my son is there. His son is there. All my of the son sons is are there. there. My son is there. So like I'm just imagining, yo, my my son is there. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, abandon my family? But but meals, it doesn't. It looks a lot worse on Tony if he does not let the 60 year old man out of the deal than it does if he doesn't let Alistair Black out of the deal. Right, hey man, he looked consistent if you don't let him out the deal. That's what he <laughs> looks like. Everyone is living up to the have another meeting and say no one's getting out of their deal. And I just want to make that clear. Send out an email saying, recently we've had people inquiring about being released from your deal. I would just like to reiterate that no one is being released from their current deals. Thank you. 
But how how shitty do you feel if you tried to get out your deal? Or would you just kind of be like, I understand it. It's regal. Like, he's a respected act there. But there's also Um, a report that came out from EC3, who's worked with Regal quite extensively in NXT. And I'm, I'm sure they're pretty close. He said that Regal said that as soon as he got there, within like 30 days of him getting there, he said, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I expected it to be at all. He, said that, he yeah. said that there was a maturity issue. And now look at what's happened since September. All of the things that have happened. And then Regal's probably looking at this and saying, okay, as shitty as it might have been, if, if, if he is saying, I'm willing to go back to the shitty place <laughs> that I was at before, well, he would never call it shitty. I don't, I don't, I don't believe he no. probably was treated shitty. I don't believe he was probably treated shitty. I believe that the release was really shitty, but I don't believe he was treated shitty, right? Like, he probably no. was treated. And I think, the re- the, I feel like the release was like, listen, you know what it is. You know, we're coming. We're going to give you the 90 days anyway. You can go wherever you want. You just talk to us. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Like, that's how I feel like it was. I don't I don't think you, they can release William Regal and it just like, haphazardly just like well here you go now he did of course he did his renee young renee young run um but even then he didn't have shitty things to say about wwe he was like i don't know what you're expecting from me but it was it was great essentially let's just get down to it wwe he says it himself they saved his life AEW did it you know what i mean like they he he regal feels though he owes wwe his life Absolutely. And and like for him to say, like, there were so many times they could have fired me and they didn't. You know what I mean? And, and for him to have that, that loyalty, like, I completely understand that. But bigger than this is that, like, the wheels are kind of falling off the AEW thing, like, week by week, I think. I think they're currently within a period, first of all, the punk thing being gone is just not, still nuts to me. We talk about it on next week's thing. Of course, it's going to be in our top 20 wrestling moments of the year. So make sure you guys tune into that. Um, still wild to me. William Regal is not a major loss for me, but the optics of your world champion and how much you leverage into coming up with all these plans that are now unraveling in the wildest way ever is... It's definitely, I don't want to say hilarious... It is interesting to see. And it's it's interesting to see how they're reacting and plotting accordingly to this. Because it's a lot to deal with. CM Punk originally was supposed to be MJF's opponent. Gets thinged off the same night. Um, They have that moment with Moxley and, um, and Hangman Adam Page. Adam Page gets knocked the fuck out. Then he shows up this week, which is wild to me. Um, he was like, what is he doing here? This is the man that knocked him out. The fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, and, and why is Moxley... Knocked him out in front of the hose. <laughs> and Moxley's out here. He's like, I guess I'll challenge for the championship. It's like, you know what? Whatever. There's a, there's a ton to the story. Um, MJF now aligns with William Regal. Let me ask you this, because you made up this great point in Discord. There's no way that they knew that he wasn't going to leave when they did the big turn, right? Yep. Or there shouldn't have been. Yep. They did not. I do not feel as though they knew. 
I would have never done you this feel- turn. I would have never done the turn. <laughs> I feel like you know how you know when I feel like they knew after after um after all after the pay per view after they had already done it. <laughs> Oxley toasted him to leave, which seemed like a write off. If even in our Discord, even in, even outwardly, when it happened, I said that was everyone said that was weird. I felt like they were kind of like writing him off the show. Right. And then they wrote him off again. I don't know about this thing, man. <laughs> I don't know about this stuff, man. The timing. Regal, the math ain't mathing on this at all. And I don't know if Regal will be allowed to talk about this or if he will talk about it. But, like, I can't it imagine he would say anything disparaging. Like, his man's is there. Moxley, Cesaro, Brian. I think the most he can say is... What really more people have said, including people that work there, that like, I have a lot of wealth and knowledge. They brought me in to be only kind of like not only just a character on the show, but to help bolster and develop their talent. And none of the talent actually cares about what I have to say. <laughs> you feel as though that that's that was the main reason why he was just like, ah, this isn't really worth it for me. Yeah, because I think he realizes now, especially in his role at NXT where he had played a major role in developing talent, but also the culture of NXT and WWE allowed for the respect of like your elders. That's why people talk so highly of Terry Taylor and they talk so highly of Norman Smiley and they talk so highly of William Regal. You don't really get that in AEW. Like you don't really get it at all. I don't know who they look up to. You hear um, Billy Gunn in an interview saying like these AEW guys don't even really listen to the stuff that we have to say and we're the guys who've actually drawn money you know what i'm saying we've the guys who've man- done the 20 years of work to connect to the audience and when we try to give them tips whether it be slow down or you should do this or you should do that in the third it feels like they're it's not being taken into consideration which would make me feel a kind of way um but also his man's is running wwe like that's the that's his guy, and yep. like they're probably like, "Yo, see if you can get out of it. <laughs> if you can, yeah, call me back." <laughs> <laughs> Here's some shit. Like, they probably helped him with the with the escape plan. I'm, I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the copy. You edit your name into it, edit uh, your son's name into it, and edit Triple H's name into it. But again, I I feel like Tony. Sure you tell them your son is there. Even feel I honestly even feel like the the last angle with MJF was something that Regal probably wouldn't have done himself either. Like I felt like he, even his face during that promo was kind of like, "What the fuck do I got to do this shit for?" Like this is dumb, and I got to take a bump. <laughs> like I, I just feel like it was. I feel like he didn't want to do that. Well, I feel like because it's stupid. It was stupid the way it came out. Like he turns on him, Regal ends up being the devil, and then MJF reveals himself to be the devil. So it's kind of like. You did all this thing for no reason, and I feel like Regal would agree with us. I, you know, I don't so, know Regal, so I don't want to say he would agree with us. But like turning so, him heel, doing the double swerve to me made no reason sense. Also, we do not know why Regal turned on the back Blackpool Combat Club. We don't know why. They've never explained it. Yeah, and they never will, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> So long, Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next piece of news. 
Kota Ibushi's New Japan uh, contract expires at the end of January 2023. This is, mm. I mean, coming hot off the heels of a very tumultuous two years that Kota has had with the company from his injury uh, for, uh, about a year, a year and a half ago to his allegations of what was happening behind the scenes and his suspension. Kota has not really gotten out of the brick, so to speak. Like he was one of their top talents on the, you know, on the company and he has not really reached those heights since his injury, but also since the backstage and political stuff that's been going on behind the scenes with him and, uh, you know, the owners of the company, a lot of people saying that there might be smoke to this fire and that he might actually leave New Japan because he does. I mean, he never really seemed that he liked that corporate structure anyway. I don't know if my thing is this. I've seen people say AEW bound. I don't know if that's for him either. <laughs> no, I don't know. This guy's a pretty weird guy, and he is very – he does things that work for him from based off everything that I've read, from based off kind of like how his mannerisms and his own you know critiques and culture and all this other stuff like that. He does – but his, his schedule of working out and living in general is insane. Like that 20-hour shit to me is nuts. Um. I don't know if AEW is the right place for him. I feel like it will end up being another fumble of this guy. They love their, you know, their the Japanese wrestlers in AEW. Um, yeah, I, said I, think, the Discord, I said in Discord, every other week AEW has a Japanese dude in a sweat and some sweatpants walk down the ramp to literally no reaction. What would be the difference between that and Kota Ibushi just appearing one day? <laughs> I feel like Kota Ibushi is definitely galvanized, but at least the fans and the audience and stuff. I don't know about the fans at home, but I feel like you look at him and you're like, oh, he's kind of cool. Like he looks like a star. That's what I yeah. can say. Bringing out um, who they brought out the other week to face Jericho. Oh, they brought Ishii. <laughs> yeah, bring out Ishii. I'm like, whose pops is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> whose dad is facing this other dad in the main event of AEW? Um, Ishii, who so like has like one, Ishii has like Ishii has like one working shoulder and like one working knee. So like, it's <laughs> man's just it's chopping tough. for his life, bro. I mean, but I don't know if it's AEW's bound. But if I were AEW, I don't know. I would, I would still, I think he's val- valuable is a very different word. We've, we've learned what the term valuable means in 2022. Um, I think it would be a good signing considering all the things that have happened in the last number of months. It would be like, okay, we need a spark somewhere. And maybe you don't sign him for five years. Nor, I think Kota Ibushi wouldn't sign for five years for sure. Um, no, I, I think he'd do one-offs. I mean, if anything, he'd do one-offs. Do you really want to see Coda versus Kenny again? It's gonna happen. That's what they want to do in America. I'm that's I'm I'm assuming that's the that's the wave. That's what they want to do. <sighs> I don't know. I I I just want Coda to, to be healthy and just go sit his ass down somewhere. Honestly, he he's doesn't seem like wrestling is like it for him anymore. Um. Next piece of news, Eric Young is on his way back at WWE. This was announced last week. PW Insider announced it. Um, no word on what he's doing or, or what capacity he will be back in, but it seems like Triple H is bringing back all the guys that he had during his Triple H or his uh, his NXT tenure, excuse me. 
could you see producer here? I, I don't know unless he's like going to be a jobber to the stars, like a Shelton Benjamin type thing. I don't know where, where they'd have him do Like, I, I think he's a good hand that people could realistically, they, we need more jobbers. You know what I'm saying? Like we hey, need man. more. Eat. Hey man, just get a, you know, get a nice fitted suit. Um, you know, you might have to come out and break up a fight every now and then, but it'll be a good job. That's my that's my <laughs> prediction for Eric Young. I know, I think we're we're past the point of him being needed in ring. I think his value in ring extends really only to Impact Wrestling. He has no major history anywhere else. That yeah, true. So unless he's like maybe a mouthpiece or you know a guy lurking behind the scenes, maybe he works in NXT, maybe he's part of Schism, you know. Um, but other than that, he has no, I, I don't want to say no value, but he has no history, which would really make him like, oh, we need him back in the ring here. Right. I, but good for him. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I mean, there's no news. Like, I, I don't even know what he's going to be doing. So, he's been in uh, Impact 20 years and ain't cracked that top 20 YouTube age. So, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't kissed nobody. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kiss enough people announced yesterday. WWE uh, announced a Peacock documentary on Ric Flair titled Woo! Becoming Ric Flair. Gonna air the day after Christmas. I guess the I guess the relationship has been mended, huh? I feel Peacock needed content, <laughs> <laughs> and and Ric Flair is enough of a like no name where it's like oh, okay, this works because. I've seen Ric Flair. What it, What else is there to cover except the time he almost died, like three years ago? I'm gonna keep it 100. Like, I'm not. I am not watching this. I'm gonna keep it completely 100 with you. I'm not watching this at all. I would have to see the trailer. You didn't see the trailer during Raw last night? Nah, I wasn't paid. I was. I had like three different things going on. But yeah, they, no, I didn't had, see the trailer. Was the trailer good? Uh, I mean, I Mike Tyson's in it, Booker T's in it, um, and then the usual suspects are in there talking. Um, yeah, I mean, he worked with uh, he worked with Rick in uh, WCW. All right, I mean, yeah, okay. No, it, it it was honestly nothing that like I felt as though I needed to see. You know what I mean? I I just felt like it, it was just it was it was like hey, you know, we're doing we're doing this again. It's a, I believe it's like a multi-part documentary too, and you know, it is what it is. <laughs> like I, I, I felt really nothing seeing that. I, I feel like I've seen enough right. Ric Flair. I feel like yeah, we kind of I'm saying past, we've moved past the need for a Ric Flair to me. But if you have fun with it, you gotta have one. You gotta have one. I mean, everyone. Maybe they just. It's just an updated one, but they couldn't have done. I guess nah. You couldn't have done the A and E because A and E B. And he'd be skipping all over your damn life. <laughs> and then, you know, he retired. And I can't believe he came back to the WWE to manage his, his daughter. Completely skip over TNA. Skip, completely I, skip over everyone else. Well, there's a recent Charlotte interview in it. She's in the trailer. She, there's a very recent Charlotte interview in it. I would wonder if they will talk about the final match that he did. That's the only episode I feel as though I would honestly tap into mm. to see the, the you know the machinations behind that 
But the rest of it is like I we've seen it like we we the ESPN thing I thought wrapped everything up in a nice little bow from a couple years ago. I, I forgot that it even existed. Yeah, it, it was. Right. I mean, but it was thorough. All right, we'll see. We'll see what's happening. Uh, last bit of news: Drew McIntyre is medically disqualified from competing on SmackDown this week. Butch will replace him uh, in a tag match that they are supposed to have against the Usos. Um. We've been hearing and we've been seeing a lot of health stuff about Drew. It was his back and then he had a flu for like a month and he's just been going super hard, honestly, in ways where I feel like he doesn't really have to. I feel like after Clash, he could have, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have to do the stuff for carrying, but he did. And and I think, you know, that was appreciated. But like, he needs to have some some rest. He needs a, he needs a break, I think. I think I think even um I was on mute. I think even considering he had that issue earlier this year that took him out. I think they took him out after day one. And yep. the man showed up like Royal Rumble. <laughs> and like, no, I'm good. I'm great. Can't you see? Like sometimes you need to sit down, chill out, recalibrate. Um and then you come back kind of fresher than ever. And I think more so than more so than ever, he probably needs to. Um, his major championship run in 2020 was really, really good. And I feel like one of the reasons why we don't see him in that kind of really strong capacity again is because he's always available to be doing other shit. <laughs> like... there's no like all right what's the return plans for drew we got to make this a big return plans it's like no drew's there of course he will face Karen cross he will face jinder mahal he will face this guy oh we need you know someone to run against bobby lashley okay let's put drew there drew's a good hand sometimes you need people to miss you um to remember who you know what you can do and who you are so i think time drew if he misses a couple weeks, if he misses the Royal Rumble, I don't think it would be the worst thing on earth. Yeah, just come back at Royal Rumble, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even Randy in itself, like Randy in itself. Well, Randy is like foolproof at this point, but yeah, Randy's been gone so long that when he comes back, it's gonna be like completely fresh. Stone Cold Pop. He, you know, you know, yeah. I, I had a thought. I had a thought about a Randy return. Don't play his mm. music. Have him RKO somebody. Hmm. Just like running around, arguing with somebody, take the hood off, and it's him. That would go crazy. Michael, Michael Cole would lose his damn mind. That would that go crazy. Like, don't play his music because I feel like it would be so unlike Randy Orton for, for his music to play for his return. The, the return has to be him actually harming someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like him hitting the RKO, taking the hoodie off, taking the shirt off. You see the tattoo, you see the face. And then he starts, you know what I'm saying, talking to shit. Like that would that would go crazy if if you if you return that way. Oh man, Randy. I miss that. Yeah, I and miss you know who misses Randy? Riddle. Riddle misses yeah. Randy for sure. <laughs> Riddle and Keith. Uh okay, let's get into the shows, man. Uh SmackDown. 900 k viewers on FS1. Pretty good. That's a lot of people watching that nothing ass network. <laughs> I don't know what else is on that network. To be honest, nothing because they play replay SmackDown three fucking times. I missed it on the DVR and caught it when it when it ran back. <laughs> nothing like watching a SmackDown at two AM. They used to do Raw. You remember Raw AM on yes. USA? They used to yeah. air a truncated version of Raw at three AM. 
I lived for that shit. <laughs> I don't Raw AM that. is also a wild game. I don't know what it is of seeing wrestling at parts of the day that you're not supposed to see wrestling, especially now in this era where it's like you can just watch it at your leisure anytime. But it just feels very fun. Like put on, except if it's like NXT UK, I'm not really watching. But put it's gone, so you can't. (laughs) I wasn't going to watch anyway. But might not even watch Europe. Depending on the time of day, it's on. But you put anything on at in the middle of the night, I might watch it. I might. We got up at 6 a.m. to watch NXT in Japan or wrestling WWE in Japan. You remember that? That was a big moment, though. Yeah. That was, that was a big moment. That was that was a big ass moment. Um I want to get into this this Bray Wyatt thing because at this point I'm like, get uh, Nate, bro. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, get in the fucking <laughs> ring. <dog. laughs> like, he can't be cleared. He probably got a bad song. <laughs> bad I, feel like, I feel like he's not ready. Yeah, I feel like he's not ready to go. And if that's the case, we could go without him for a week. You know what I'm saying? We could yeah. we could, we could, could do without this for a week. I, I, I just don't know. I feel like we're getting diminishing returns where I was like, okay, I was cool with it the first month. We're nearing month two, and he has not gotten into the ring whatsoever yet i would imagine they're gonna put it on smackdown i think the lack the the lack of a i feel like the lack of a december pay-per-view really shuts off the the amount of opportunities they have to have them in ring beforehand and make it a big deal if you had a december pay-per-view here's my thing you don't have to have roman on that pay-per-view you don't have to have anyone else on that pay-per-view your main event could be that the bray match and it would still bring people and put asses in seats in my opinion absolutely I agree, but the man ain't wrestling. He's just talking. They might have filmed this all like four weeks ago. We don't know. <laughs> Film like eight segments and just sharing them throughout the next couple of weeks. We have no idea, but either way, he isn't even wrestling on house shows, bro. Like I know there's no warm doing... up. There's no nothing. He's just <laughs> existing. He's living. He's, doing it up. He's just doing promos and. I, I I do feel like we're falling into the same pattern. I'm I've been willing to be open to this. Let's be clear. I have been willing to be open to this. I have seen nothing from it so far. I thought we would have seen the LA Knight thing. Even if even if the LA Knight thing ended up being they're about to wrestle and then it doesn't happen, but we get to see Bray's new gear and we get to you know see all of the other stuff. I would have been okay with that, but we don't see anything. Like I'm like you have LA Knight who could realistically have been in that tournament wrestling yeah. and he's doing this yeah. you're killing them you're killing the guy's momentum in my opinion and it's the same thing bray always does i want to be wrong i really want to be wrong i want to be wrong too have la Knight <laughs> do some stuff la Knight's now in a holding pattern <laughs> which is crazy we were excited for him to not do it and it's like it's back to just normal like bullshit that he was just doing. getting beat up yeah he's just gonna beat yeah. up now um Speaking of speaking of uh, holding pattern, Lacey Evans, the big lace, yet another, yet another rebrand for Lacey Evans. But it's kind of like a rebrand back rebrand because she's just going back to the original character that she was doing when she first got the NXT. 
Yeah, I thought the, I thought it was the army. Well, one of the listen, she's had eighteen characters. Like I don't remember which one this what was, but it's definitely something she did she before. She started up as the pinup girl. It was the that the pinup girl has has roots in the military. But you're right, it was the pinup girl. Oh, okay. But even they, so, they ran, I'm like, they ran a minute thirty second promo where it's her training with boot camp people with a placard in the or a chiron in the, in the bottom left saying thanks to the department of defense and i say oh fucking brother get me the fuck out of here <laughs> i think the they, fuck i need to sit down with someone back there and just tell them we don't care like we appreciate your service we appreciate everything that you did with this angle we don't care you know who else was you know in the military and marines montez ford you know what's not part of his character? <laughs> that. <laughs> you know what? Still, he brings up his values and how important it is to his life when he does PR and stuff. Him. So I think it's a part of his life, and it's definitely a major part, but it's definitely not part of his character. Because to be honest with you, with the climate in the United States, we don't care. <laughs> we don't like, want to hear that shit. I don't we even don't want to hear it at all. I don't even think people that are currently serving want to hear that shit yeah, like nah, people they're fed up too and i mean i i just don't like I, i'm pretty sure she's a nice person all right i'm i'm sure she's she's probably everyone loves her backstage i'm sure i'm not seeing it man i'm i, I don't see it i feel like her biggest her biggest opportunity to kind of get over and and you know make make way was right before she got pregnant the last time. I feel like she was yeah, definitely going to win. The Rick Flair. Yeah, she she was definitely going to win the women's championship. Let's just be clear, y'all. That was gonna that was gonna happen. And then when it didn't happen, I would have been like, okay, well, time to move on. <laughs> time to move on. It, at best, she should be a she should just be a mid card jobber for the women. I think she should just do. Some, we don't care about this military thing background or a strong. And I understand that she does, but she's just, honestly, she's just a, more of a believable, like, B-I-T-C-H um, than anything ever. Like, she's not someone that people like or get along with or anything of that. And it's not because of her background. And also, when you turn her heel and you make her an army person, <laughs> then it looks even worse. <laughs> I'll be having tribute for the troops and shit, and the niggas hate her. Like, come on now, just have her be an asshole. Yeah, you know, just, I, just I don't lean know. into I, it. I don't know. I got nothing for her. Um, I'm good with yeah. I'm good on Lacey Evans in general. Like she can go. She can go to NXT. How about that? How have you not tried that? Do you want her to have a late uh, a Mandy Rose esque resurgence on that roster and have to see her all the time? If you're tired nah, of her already, <laughs> she can just go fight Indy, fight Indy Hartwell for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Is she knocking Indy out one punch? You okay with that? <laughs> I don't even like her finisher. That's another thing, too. I don't like the women's right. It's not a believable finisher. I'd have to see, like, her actual hands, like, if she could actually knock someone out legit. Yeah. I was like, women's right? Okay. All right. Ew. Anyway. But go off. <laughs> we had a big return that people are trying to, like, downplay as a big deal, which is weird to me. But, uh... Damage control was set for the show, and we were kind of we were kind of wondering, like, oh, why are they here? And we would, we would find out very quickly during the show. Liv Morgan comes out. Hello, Liv. 
attacks damage control. The numbers game overwhelms her. And out of nowhere, Tegan Knox, full name, by the way, comes back out. Knees out. No knee brace. All the knees is out. No the knee jeans brace. Ripped. That was a Your knees. That was a choice. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, no knee. No knee covers at all. Okay. She said, nigga, I'm good. My knees is all right. <laughs> Fucker. And uh, she came back out. And so Tegan Knox is back. I said one thing before we get into like the actual thing of of the con- of having a conversation about this and whatever. Mm-hmm. I saw someone say, "Yet another heatless return that no one cared about. No one even knew who she was." I don't think this return was for that. I think this return yeah. was to say, "Hey, this person is back. We will now be putting her with Liv Morgan." And this was not Tegan Knox coming up by herself like Johnny Gargano did two months ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cut sure. a promo. This, this was her coming out to help an established babyface put her next to established babyface that people love, and they're going to have a team. It was that simple. And also, I feel like Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Shirai love working with Tegan Knox. So I yes. feel like that is also helping in that matter, kind of like the Candace LeRae thing that they going up, got going on on Raw currently. Um, I like Tegan Knox's hair. I'll say it. I love her hair. Um, the hair that she had before to me was like questionable. This, I think it shows like, oh, okay, she's cool. Like she's kind of cool looking. Like sometimes you need to look cool. Yeah. Um, before people actually know you're cool. That's what I go by. It better look better look to me than her last look. Her last look, the Captain Marvel shit wasn't it for me. Easily. But this is easily look. better look. It's a good yeah. look. I like the hair. Good look. Um, I'm wait and see. I mean, listen, what Triple H is showing right now is that he's willing to bolster the women's division on both shows. And having Mia Yim come back, having Tegan Knox come back, he's saying right now, I mean, and to a lesser extent, Lacey Evans coming back, like he's saying right now, we need bodies and we need to have a competitive division. And if they're gonna have more tag teams in the division, you can't go wrong here. You're giving Liv something to do. You know what I'm saying? And she needs something to do right now because it doesn't seem like she's going to be going back after the title anytime soon. You give Tegan Knox a good baby face to mount off of and damage control is kind of the big heel on both shows. That's why it makes sense for them to be on both shows because they can they can bounce and Bailey can bounce and, and work with everybody. So I thought it was good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it too. How about that? Um, Main event time. On SmackDown, do you want to get into the the USO stuff, or are we gonna we gonna wait for for Raw? Oh, uh, let's wait for Raw. USOs are kind of like damage control; they're pretty omnipresent at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. Um, main event time: Ricochet versus Santos Escobar for the finals of the World Cup on SmackDown. Really on stellar FS1. match here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, on FS. Shut the hell up! It's Fox. Anyway. <laughs> Really stellar this match. The FS1 main event. I don't know what it was. This this was a. What, you, you didn't think it was good? No, it was great. It's just oh. like FS1, like FS1, like it just feels like an FS1 match. I don't know. Go ahead. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, I don't. Know uh, really good match. Am I wrong for like? Feeling a bit odd about having Santos lose here, or is he is he going to be okay? You feel like he's going to be okay? I think he's going to be okay, but I do feel odd about introducing him, putting him in a big spot, and then having him lose. But I never thought they were going to go with Santos versus Gunther in general. That's true. Um, 
So, and then even Ricochet winning itself, I'm like, okay, is this in, like, what kind of win is this? Like, because, it's a good win. to be honest, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm interested if it's like, okay, we're winning. I feel like he's going to win the Intercontinental Championship, to be honest with you. This is no bias. I legitimately feel like it. I'm, because of I'm the gonna, wrong thing. I'm a rock with you right now, and I think it's I think he is too. And I and the way they're setting this up is that this is a big rematch six months later. And Ricochet is yeah. clawed and works his way back up. And putting him in the main event to me is a major um is to me a, a major sign that they they want to do something with him. And the reason why I stopped kind of feeling weird about the Santos thing is because they can just go back to Santos versus Ricochet and they can have another banger at the Royal Rumble or whatever. Right. Now, there's going to be people that are going to be upset that Gunther loses the title because in some people's minds, they have kind of theory crafted like like a long Gunther IC reign. And I was like, well, now, why would you want another long title reign when there already is one? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Six, Six months is enough to me. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. No, and not to say that he can't even get it back, neither. Um, but I think you're building to the story. It's end of the year. I think they want something great around the holidays, a feel-good moment around the holidays. I think this championship match is a good um, way to go about it. I think Gunther will be fine. He has Imperium. There is more than enough to do on this roster at this point. I think we're firmly established Gunther and the threat that he is on this show, for sure. Um and also, again, like I said, it's not to say that he can't win it back. He can literally win it back. Um, yeah. But to me, all th- where they're moving with Ricochet currently, it's it feels like he's going to win. But And it feels like they want to do something with him. But I never know what they actually want to do with him. <laughs> I like, would does have... Does that make him- sense? Yeah, I, I it but but to me right now it does feel like they know what they want to do with him and that is to be the face of their upper mid card with that title. Right. Having him beat Gunther is a fair Sheamus didn't even do it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's a that's a big and that is a big endorsement for him. You you have immediate feuds with uh Santos, you have immediate feuds with Carrion, you have immediate feuds with uh, Madcap, you have immediate feuds with a lot of people on that roster that Ricochet could face, including people mm-hmm. that could switch shows. Um, Solo could be another person that they could he could be switching with. Like, there's a lot of people that he could be facing, and it would make sense. Now is the time to get off the get off the pot with Ricochet and 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 not get off the pot, but it's time it's time to shit with him. It's time to, it's time to really do something with him. Like, I'm I I'm glad that I'm I not the only one that thinks that Ricochet might win this and and beat Google. Yeah. Like. You just gotta kind of gotta look at how they're positioning and the momentum and stuff like that. I don't think it. I don't think they would have this entire thing and run it back to Ricochet to necessarily have him lose in that fashion. I think they want to build a believable story of him coming back, and I think they do want to. I guess now I look at it, I think they do want to build Ricochet in that position. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think uh, we'll see what happens. Their matches isn't until the December sixteenth SmackDown. Yes, it's in a it's in a week. Yeah, so they got plenty of time. I'm sure they'll do some video packages this week. And uh, yeah, I'm 
I, I would expect a screwy finish regardless to protect Gunther. And I think everyone should, should expect that because Gunther was also the one who distracted uh, Braun. So Ricochet could get the win. But I mean, just looking at the people he beat, like Ricochet, he faced a murderer's row of, of, of talent to get, to get there, like booking wise. So like, I wouldn't think it was a fluke at all. You know what I'm saying? For him to, for him to get that. So I'm with it. I'm all for it. Um, let's go to Monday Night Raw. Women killed it on Raw this week. Hey, hey, man, ain't none. They did. Women ran the show. Uh, show opens with the Usos and Sami Zayn coming out. I gotta ask you every week, what's your what's your what, what's your view on 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 the Usi shit? They're they're continuing it. I feel like they need to chill. It's getting to be a bit long in the tooth. I think after the new year, we're chilling with it. Well, here's the thing. The the Uzi shit's going to stop eventually because somebody's going to beat somebody's ass <laughs> and turn on somebody. So I'm thinking they're just trying to take Uzi from town to town. A lot of people, where are they this week? Um, here in Come D.C. On, Brie Bosa, man. Shout Brie Bosa. To, shout, to, shout to Brie Bosa, man. Listen, star of the show. Star of the show, again. USA Network loves you. Tell them replace you with the Chrisley show because that, that man ain't coming back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, uh, no, it, it, I think they're trying to take Usi from town to town. There's some, there's some crowds that love Usi and just want to be able to say it. I think they're gauging it and trying to take it from town to town for the time being. So Kevin Owens comes out to help out uh, Riddle, who uh, needed a tag partner because they beat up Elias earlier in the day. I said, poor Elias, they will never think of you. <laughs> no. Why was... <laughs> He's, is he real injured? <laughs> is he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. You and Lacey Evans might have to figure this out together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all might have to put y'all brains together and and, f- and figure out a survival plan, or y'all end up in impact. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> see it. End. Yeah, I, I really don't see it. Um, it was a good match, of course. Ended with uh with Sammy and Jay more aligned than ever. Um, then you had the uh the injury angle to Riddle. In which case, well, what do you see here? Is it are they setting up Solo versus Riddle to be like a, a feud now? The Solo is yeah, a SmackDown superstar. So. Solo's on SmackDown. Hey man, I don't know. I'm just expecting it at this point. They don't care who jumps from brand to brand or who shows up on whatever show. It doesn't even matter. I, I, it's about to be I WrestleMania like, time anyway. I feel like the same with uh, Damage Control is that wherever your tag champions lay is where you're allowed to work, <laughs> and that's probably yeah. what they're gonna. do. And and solo is solo is plus one or plus two or something. So he's gonna show up on Raw because they showing up on Raw. Yeah. Um, he working Mondays because they gotta work Mondays. You know what I'm saying? Get, let's, get let's your just, check. You know? Let's just get riddled something to do. Uh, I I'm not understanding the, the foolishness <laughs> that goes on with his booking month to month. I don't think they know what to. do do with riddle right now and if I you're not so if you're not waiting for randy anymore move the story forward you know what i mean he's got to be his own person he's got to be kind of built maybe a ricochet-esque um run 
on the on the raw brand, but he's definitely got to kind of be rebuilt in a way. He is because he's really he's one of the few people that do get a baby face reaction out of people, and it's not complete like an utter confusion when they come out and try and be a baby. And he tries to be a baby face against the bloodline. At least they they do actually fuck with him. Yeah, no, for sure. So I, I I'm just wondering. What's going to happen when he comes back and who he's going to face? I mean, he won the Seth Rollins feud, and I feel like it doesn't even matter because Seth ended up getting the better position than he. He's in a, Seth ended up getting a title, and he ended up working with Elias. How the fuck does that work? Hey, man. They don't know what to do. I don't think they know what to do. I think they had a lot of plans. To me, this is like semblance of they originally had plans. Randy Orton thing takes out of plans. They don't really know what to do with. They don't want to have him necessarily lose to any major guys but they can't really have him win any major things as well because they have other plans for that um he's kind of in this like mid-card area where they want to keep him on the show but don't really know what to do it's kind of like carrying cross on smackdown like we're not gonna have you win anything major we're not gonna have you lose anything really big either you're just kind of gonna be there to fill up the spot and i think that's kind of how he is right hey i mean (laughs) Good luck. One, one, one thing I want to talk about you talk with you about, and I don't. It's not on the actual show notes. Naomi and Jay Cargill hung out at the Atlanta Hawks oh. game, and people are saying, "Oh well, Naomi's going to AEW." <laughs> you gotta be shitting me. First of all, that is a downgrade. Nah. All right. <laughs> why would she? Y'all can't see. This is why y'all y'all hang out with women at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. This is nuts to me. This is nuts. I love to see them both together, by the way. I think um, it's a big, I think it's big for just black wrestling in general, black females in wrestling. I think it's just like support ultimately at the end of the day is what it is. And I think, you know, Naomi is someone who always welcomes everyone, especially within the black community, especially if you're a black woman in wrestling and she because uh, she's been through it all she's uh, she's been through the strife she's been through all the like little microaggressions she's been through kind of everything so she's kind of very open and accepting in that she'll reach out to a sunny kiss she'll reach out to jade cargill she she'll comment under their instagram stuff like that so i always love to see it i think this is what it is i think people love want to see this and it was a feel-good moment so i'm happy that it happened i, I was really excited i was really happy to see those pictures Right. Next up on the show, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins still going at it. For the love of God, I'm hoping in January 2023, these two get away from each other and Seth is on to bigger and better things. I just, Seth feels so. <laughs> yes, but it's it's so strange because Seth feels so much more big time than this whole thing. And Brock is the and, and Bobby's the one who's probably going to face Brock in January at Royal Rumble. Let's just be clear. I yeah. think that's what they're setting up. But like. Seth feels even more big time than that. And I just feel like they need to get these two away from each other because they're, they're actually canceling each other out. And in a, in a lot of ways, I feel like they're kind of like hindering a Theory's push because they're bigger stars than Theory is. There are two heels going at it. Kind three of. heels. There are three heels. Going well, I'm not it. counting. Theory seems to have butted off to his own thing currently. That's why I'm not involving him right now. Um. Yeah, that's the only thing I got. <laughs> He's doing his own thing. Yeah, it's it's it it's 
It's definitely odd. They have a match next week. They've never had a bad match. Let's just be clear. Like, I don't think the match is going to be bad. I think, I think it's going to be actually pretty good. But it's only leading to, like, another match with Theory, in which case I'm like, I, I don't need Theory beating these guys again. <laughs> like, I got the point. I got it. I understood. I understood the assignment. And I think, I think Theory did as well. And this led to Theory and Ali going at it later in the night. I said, another L. <laughs> another L coming up. But, I mean, it wouldn't be the L that we thought it was going to be because Dolph Ziggler returns and they're restarting that storyline again. I feel like Dolph is just like, all right, let's... I don't know if they really like Ali. So it's like, let's throw someone in <laughs> that they know. That's how I feel like it was because it came out of so such nowhere. And Dolph has been such a auxiliary player. He shows up, wins NXT Championship, disappears for two months, shows up, faces theory, disappears for three months, shows up, faces theory again, might disappear for another month. I don't know. It's Royal Rumble time. Maybe you'll stick around. But he's such a player that's like, okay, we'll use him when we... If we need a spot, we'll use him, but otherwise we really have nothing for him. And he doesn't seem to be big complaining about that or all. He's like, whatever, I'm getting paid nonetheless, and they still kind of need me to an extent. Um, I'm glad that they have kept away from putting Dolph and Theory in a stable together or a tag team together. I'm actually shocked they haven't done it yet, but they don't need to do it. And I hope I didn't speak it into existence. But Dolph was kind of old, not not like old old. He's still like young, but something about him seems very like maybe you want to get some updated clothes, bro. Like skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> um. The club in Alpha Academy and Baron Corbin have a really good six-man tag. Hey, spun off from the poker tournament. How did you feel like the poker invitational, JBL's poker invitational went? It was funny, and it served two purposes. One, to officially write off Baron Corbin as the serious main eventer they've been trying to do. I'm glad they noticed it was not getting over. <laughs> they said, all right, let's go back to like the silly shit. <laughs> but also giving a lot of people a lot of spinoff matches to have it reminded me of an old kind of like 2004 type old like uh uh what is it ruthless aggression angle where people would have matches based off of what they were doing in a, in a backstage segment they don't do that mm-hmm. very often um i thought of kira tozawa i'm like damn they put him in the mid card pretty quick huh hey man listen he out here having matches with dominic mysterio that was green too because dominic walked out by himself and then his niggas came behind him and i said all right man what'd you have to call them for <laughs> he's like y'all coming <laughs> and then the pyro hit and he was like oh shit i don't know if i'm ready for this moment <laughs> oh my god i thought it was i thought that shit was fucking hilarious oh hey man i just want to do a psa all right it's clear that the miz received some um janky jewelry <laughs> from and i just i would just like to make it clear that's normally not his style um also, since when is JBL this great, you know, thing of what's fake or what's real? Let's let, let's examine JBL's watches. Let's examine JBL's clothes. Hey, JBL let's go to Eli- JBL go to Eliante. All right, I don't know where Mil- I don't know where Miz is going. He ain't going to Eliante. JBL go to Eliante. That's where Future get his shit. That's where Thug was getting his shit. That's where Gunner was getting his shit. They went. They went to Eliante. So you need to tell Miz shoot him with the Eliante. <laughs> 
Fuck that. His that was, he was alone. <laughs> that shit was ticking. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here, man. The fuck. Uh, let's get to the nitty gritty of the night. The two triple threat matches uh, that determine the number one contender for Bianca's championship. In between these, Becky and and um, Bailey had a really good promo. I thought. I thought that I it gave, it made me excited for the match. It proved that B- Becky is still one of the most over people on the fucking show, and also proved that Bailey is a really good person on the mic. We, I think, this is something that we all imagine would happen. What it would spin off to, because they necessarily don't want to downgrade Bailey too much. Even though I think even Bailey working against a Liv Morgan or Tegan Knox or Candice LeRae is still valuable in that position. Um, but they're putting her against Becky Lynch. This is a honestly, it's going to be a great match. I could see them having a match on the first Raw of 2023. Um, I like it. Becky's awesome. Bailey's awesome. They both got the little braid thing in their hair. Maybe they need to switch that up. But uh, <laughs> other than that, they're great. Really, really good stuff here. And then they had the match. Uh, the first triple threat was uh, Asuka, Rhea, and, and Bailey. They went ham sandwich. Not going to lie to you. They they went crazy. The scream that Rhea let out at that last spot where they, <laughs> where they threw her out was like, was like is she okay? <laughs> her shoulder was hey, shit. speaking of is if they're okay that botch with austin theory and ali hell yeah hell shit on a shingle yeah i was like yo y'all need to shit ali works so fast and i think that like theory doesn't work 40 miles an hour he's very methodical yeah and, i think he didn't like catch him fast enough or something right. along those lines but Theory, lucky you got a big ass head because that thing <laughs> hit the ground. I was like, God damn! Oh my god! Um, but that that ended up with Bailey winning the match. A really good finish there too, I thought. And then the main event had Becky, uh, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross going against each other, and that went about two or three segments. Uh, in the main event, uh, Damage Control comes out and they shield bomb Becky through the table, which leads to Alexa winning. So now you have Bailey versus Alexa next week on Raw. I'm thinking it's going to be Alexa versus Bianca, and that's going to be that's going to be kind of fire. No, it definitely is. They sure as hell ain't doing Bianca versus Bailey again. God knows, I don't need that again. No offense, but so no, I I, I completely agree. I think that's over with. Um, I don't think we need to see it again either. Um, if we were to look at the timing on this, next week will be the one on one match. Then they'll have the mm-hmm. we'll have the number one contender by then. Do you wait the next month to do that match, or do you have it on Raw? Let's see. When is Christmas? In two uh, two and a half weeks. I don't think you do it after Christmas. Probably do it before the holidays. That's a big match to pop a. That's a big match to pop a rating on the twenty sixth though, meals after Christmas. Nah, I think you do it before. I think you do it before that. Hmm. So would you they're do? Having, they're not having the house show on the twenty sixth. Are they in MSG on on that Sunday? Yeah. Well. Christmas is on a Sunday, so wait, hold on. When are they doing that dumb industry holiday tour 2022? It is on December 26th. Wow. Oh, so somebody's, oh, they're going to be working double duty then. Some people are going to be working, or not working double, but some people are going to be on a different show. So Raw will potentially be understaffed that week. I could see easily. All right, let me see who they got billed for this show. I wouldn't do it on the 26th then. Not yet. No, Bianca, no, no, they don't Bianca have, they don't have Bianca. Be, they don't have her on MSG? 
No, I don't think so. I think they got from what I see, Bray Wyatt, Drew, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, not anymore. Um, <laughs> he's gonna be on those. Melzer said he's gonna be on those. I, I think I, I trust him. Oh. On that. Bray, Drew, Liv, Uso, Bloodline. That's who's gonna be on the MSG show. So it's a SmackDown show with yeah. maybe some raw people on there, or or they're taping. Mm. Maybe they're taping on the twentieth. I, I guess we'll have to wait and find out because I yeah. I would I'd hold off on this. I really will hold off on this. Mm. I would do the I would I would if you're thinking do it before Christmas, then I would do the the Bobby or Seth versus Theory on the twenty sixth. And have Brock come back that night. Brock ain't coming on no tape. I feel like they're going to tape the show on the 26th. I feel like it's not going to be live. Because they want to give them folks a week off. They already got the 26th MSG show. Um, which is literally the same time as Raw. Right. Like, literally. Um, so, they, I don't know if they're going to tape it on the 26th. We'll see. But, I don't know. Also, they could just wait till Rumble. To be honest, Bianca don't need to be in no Rumble. <laughs> she still needs an opponent. Just wait till the Rumble or something. Unless they do the match twice. Yeah, wait, that could be true. The screwy finish, and then you do the real match, and then we lead into Charlotte or somebody coming back. So we'll see. But that was Raw and SmackDown for the week. This is Thank you guys show. for listening. <laughs> a long show, hey, but you know that's that's what we do. Thank you guys for listening. Um, next week, of course, as, as as we said at the top of the show, we have our top 20 wrestling moments of 2022. And yes, we are still doing the year-end list for the A-Show. We're still doing that for the end of the year. I think tentatively, looking at the dates, that is going to be on the week of... Is that going to be after Christmas? It'll probably be after Christmas. It'll probably be on the uh, 28th. Yeah, 21st, 28th. We usually split it up in two. Because yeah, it's so- like... So next week will be kind of our last regular show, unless something huge happens. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 21st and 28th, we will devote entirely to our year in list. So um, make sure that you guys tune in. And thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon, but not only that, our YouTube as well to watch all the content we have coming to you guys next week for our year in list. Uh, for our not year in list, but our top 20 wrestling moments of 2022. You will not want to miss it. Everybody is on it. Armand, uh, Quan, Cyrus, even Mark, even though he doesn't have a show. I don't know how that happened. Uh, hey, but he's on there too. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. For Meals, I am Justin. We'll see you guys next week on the A Show. But to me, right now, it does feel like they know what they want to do with him, and that is to be the face of their upper mid card with that title. Right. Having him beat Gunther is a fair. Sheamus didn't even do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. That's a that's a big and that is a big endorsement for him. You you have immediate feuds with uh, Santos. You have immediate feuds with Carrion. You have immediate feuds with uh, Madcap. You have immediate feuds with a lot of people on that roster that Ricochet could face, including people mm-hmm. that could switch shows. Um, Solo could be another person that they could he could be switching with. Like there's a lot of people that he could be facing, and it would make sense. Now is the time to get off the get off the pot with Ricochet and 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 not get off the pot, but it's time it's time to shit with him. It's time to it's time to really do something with them. Like I'm I I'm glad that I'm I not the only one that thinks that Ricochet might win this and, and beat Google. Yeah. Like you just gotta kinda gotta look at how they're positioning and the momentum and stuff like that. I don't think it I don't think they would have this entire thing and run it back to Ricochet to necessarily have him lose. 
in that fashion. I think they want to build a believable story of him coming back. And I think they do want to, I guess now I look at it, I think they do want to build Ricochet in that position. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think uh, we'll see what happens. Their match isn't until the December 16th SmackDown? Yes, it's in, a, it's in a week. Yeah, so they got plenty of time. I'm sure they'll do some video packages this week. And uh, Yeah, I'm, I, I would expect a screwy finish regardless to protect Gunther. And I think everyone should should expect that because Gunther was also the one who distracted uh, Braun so Ricochet could get the win. But, I mean, just looking at the people he beat, like Ricochet, he faced a murderer's row of, of, of talent to get to get there, like booking-wise. So, like, I wouldn't think it was a fluke at all. You know what I'm saying for him to, for him to get that. So I'm with it. I'm all for it. Um, let's go to Monday Night Raw. Women killed it on Raw this week. Hey, hey, man, ain't none. They did. Women ran the show. Uh, show opens with the Usos and Sami Zayn coming out. I gotta ask you every week. What's your what's your what, what's your view on 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 the Usi shit? They're they're continuing it. I feel like they need to chill. It's getting to be a bit long in the tooth. I think after the new year, we're chilling with it. Well, here's the thing. The the Uzi shit's going to stop eventually because somebody's going to beat somebody's ass <laughs> and turn on somebody. So I'm thinking they're just trying to take Uzi from town to town. A lot of people, where are they this week? Um, here in Come D.C. On, Brie Bosa, man. Shout Brie Bosa. To, shout, shout to Brie Bosa, man. Listen, star of the show. Star of the show, again. USA Network loves you. Tell them, replace you with the Chrisley show, because that, that man ain't coming back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, uh, no, it, it, I think they're trying to take Usi from town to town. There's some, there are some crowds that love Usi and just want to be able to say it. I think they're gauging it and trying to take it from town to town for the time being. So Kevin Owens comes out to help out uh, Riddle, who uh, needed a tag partner because they beat up Elias earlier in the day. I said, poor Elias, they will never think of you. <laughs> no. Why was... <laughs> He's, is he real injured? Is he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. You and Lacey Evans might have to figure this out together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all might have to put y'all brains together and and, fi- and figure out a survival plan, or y'all end up in impact. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> see it. End. Yeah, I, I really don't see it. Um, it was a good match, of course. Ended with uh with Sammy and Jay more aligned than ever. Um, then you had the uh the injury angle to Riddle. In which case, well, what do you see here? Is it are they setting up Solo versus Riddle to be like a, a feud now? The Solo is yeah, a SmackDown superstar. So. <laughs> Solo's on SmackDown. Hey man, I don't know. I'm just expecting it at this point. They don't care who jumps from brand to brand or who shows up on whatever show. It doesn't even matter. I, I, it's about to be I WrestleMania like, time anyway. I feel like the same with uh, Damage Control is that wherever your tag champions lay is where you're allowed to work, <laughs> and that's probably yeah. what they're gonna. do. And and solo is solo is plus one or plus two or something. So he's gonna show up on Raw because they showing up on Raw. Yeah. Um, he working Mondays because they gotta work Mondays. You know what I'm saying? Get, let's, get let's your just, check. You know? Let's just get riddled something to do. 
uh, I, I'm not understanding the, the foolishness <laughs> that goes on with his booking month to month. I don't think they know what to do with Riddle right now. And if I you're not, also. if you're not waiting for Randy anymore, move the story forward. You know what I mean? He's got to be his own person. He's got to be kind of built, maybe a ricochet esque um, run on the on the Raw brand. But he's definitely got to kind of be rebuilt in a way he is, because he's really he's one of the few people that do get a babyface reaction out of people and it's not complete like an utter confusion when they come out and try and be a baby and he tries to be a baby face against the bloodline at least they they do actually fuck with him yeah no for sure so i I, i'm just wondering what's gonna happen when he comes back and who he's gonna face i mean he won the seth rollins feud and i feel like it doesn't even matter because seth ended up getting the better position than he he's gonna seth ended up getting a title and he ended up working with elias how the fuck does that work hey man they don't know what to do. I don't think they know what to do. I think they had a lot of plans. To me, this is like semblance of they originally had plans. Randy Orton thing takes out of plans. They don't really know what to do with. They don't want to have him necessarily lose to any major guys, but they can't really have him win any major things as well because they have other plans for that. Um, he's kind of in this like mid-card area where they want to keep him on the show but don't really know what to do. It's kind of like carrying Cross on SmackDown. Like, we're not going to have you win anything major. We're not going to have you lose anything really big either. You're just kind of going to be there to fill up the yeah. spot. And I think that's right. kind of how he is. Right. Hey, I mean, good luck. One, one, one thing I want to talk about you, talk with you about, and I don't, it's not on the actual show notes. Naomi and Jay Cargill hung out at the Atlanta Hawks oh. game. And people are saying, oh, well, Naomi's going to AW. <laughs> you got to be shitting me, first of all. That is a downgrade, nah. all right? Why would she? Y'all can't. See, this is why y'all y'all hang out with women at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. This is nuts to me. This is nuts. I love to count. see them both together, by the way. I think um, it's a big, I think it's big for just black wrestling in general, black females in wrestling. I think it's just like support ultimately at the end of the day is what it is. And I think, you know, Naomi is someone who always welcomes everyone, especially within the black community, especially if you're a black woman in wrestling. And she, cause she's been through it all. She's on, she's been through the strife. She's been through all the like little microaggressions. She's been through kind of everything. So she's kind of very open and accepting in that she'll reach out to a sunny kiss. She'll reach out to Jade Cargill. She'll, she'll comment under their Instagram, stuff like that. So I always love to see it. I think this is what it is. I think people love, want to see this and it was a feel good moment. So I'm happy that it happened. I, I was really excited. I was really happy to see those pictures. Right. Next up on the show, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins still going at it for the love of God. I, I'm hoping in January, 2023, these two get away from each other and Seth is on to bigger and better things. I just, Seth feels so, <laughs> yes, but it's, it's so strange because Seth feels so much more big time than this whole thing. And Brock is the, and, and Bobby's the one who's probably going to face Brock in January at Royal Rumble. Let's just be clear. I yeah. think that's what they're setting up, but like Seth feels even more big time than that. And I just feel like they need to get these two away from each other because they're, they're actually canceling each other out. And, and in a, in a lot of ways, I feel like they're kind of like, 
hindering a theory's push because they're bigger stars than theory is. There are two heels going at it. Kind three of. heels. There are three heels. Going well, I'm at not it. counting. Theory seems to have butted off to his own thing currently. That's why I'm not involving him right now. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I got. <laughs> He's doing his own thing. Yeah, it's it's it it's it's definitely odd. They have a match next week. They've never had a bad match. Let's just be clear. Like, I don't think the match is gonna be bad. I think I think it's gonna be actually pretty good. But it's only leading to like another match with Theory. In which case, I'm like, I I don't need Theory beating these guys again. <laughs> like, I got the point. I got it. I understood. I understood the assignment, and I think there I think Theory did as well. And this led to Theory and Ali. Going at it later in the night, I said, another L. <laughs> another L coming up. But, I mean, it wouldn't be the L that we thought it was going to be because Dolph Ziggler returns, and they're restarting that storyline again. I feel like Dolph is just like, all right, let's... I don't know if they really like Ali, so it's like, let's throw <laughs> someone in that they know. That's how I feel like it was because it came out of so such nowhere, and Dolph has been such a auxiliary player. He shows up, wins the NXT Championship, disappears for two months. Shows up, faces Theory, disappears for three months. Shows up, faces Theory again, might disappear for another month. I don't know. It's Royal Rumble time. Maybe you'll stick around. But he's such a player that's like, okay, we'll use him when we. If we need a spot, we'll use him. But otherwise, we really have nothing for him. And he doesn't seem to be big complaining about that or all. He's like, whatever, I'm getting paid nonetheless. And they still kind of need me to an extent. Um, I'm glad that they have kept away from putting Dolph and Theory in a stable together or a tag team together. I'm actually shocked they haven't done it yet. But they don't need to do it. And I hope I didn't speak it into existence. But Dolph was kind of old. Not, not like old, old. He's still like young. But something about him seems very like maybe you want to get some updated clothes, bro. Like skinny <laughs> jeans. <laughs> um, the club in Alpha Academy and Baron Corbin have a really good six man tag. Hey, spun off from the poker tournament. How did you feel like the poker invitational, JBL's poker invitational went? It was funny and it served two purposes. One, to officially write off Baron Corbin as the serious main eventer they've been trying to do. I'm glad they noticed it was not getting over. And they said, all right, let's go back to like the silly shit. <laughs> but also giving a lot of people a lot of spinoff matches to have. It reminded me of an old kind of like 2004 type old, like uh, uh, what is it? Ruthless aggression angle where people would have matches based off of what they were doing in a, in a backstage segment. They don't do that mm-hmm. very often. Um, I thought Akira Tozawa, I'm like, damn, they put him in the mid-card pretty quick, huh? Hey, man, listen, he out here having matches with Dominic Mysterio. That was green, too, because Dominic walked out by himself, and then these niggas came behind him. I said, all right, man, what'd you have to call them for? <laughs> he's like, y'all coming? <laughs> and then the pyro hit, and he's like, ooh, shit. I don't know if I'm ready for this moment. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, it was, I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. Um, hey, man, I just want to do a PSA, all right? It's clear that the Miz received some um, janky jewelry <laughs> from, and I just, I would just like to make it clear that's normally not his style. Um, also, since when is JBL this great, you know, thing of what's fake or what's real? 
let's let, let's examine JBL's watches. Let's examine JBL's clothes. Hey, JBL let's go to LA. JBL go to Eliante. All right. I don't know where Mil, I don't know where Miz is going. He ain't going to Eliante. JBL go to Eliante. That's where Future get his shit. That's where Thug was getting his shit. That's where Gunner was getting his shit. They went. They went to Eliante. So you need to tell Miz shoot him with the Eliante. Yeah. What that? That was. It was alone. That shit was ticking. <laughs> fuck out of here man no fuck uh let's get to the nitty-gritty of the night the two triple threat matches uh that determine the number one contender for bianca's championship in between these becky and and um bailey had a really good promo i thought i thought that i it, gave, it made me excited for the match it proved that B- becky is still one of the most over people on the fucking show and also proved that bailey is a really good person on the mic we, I think this is something that we all imagine would happen, what it would spin off to, because they necessarily don't want to downgrade Bailey too much. Even though I think even Bailey working against a Liv Morgan or Tegan Knox or Candice LeRae is still valuable in that position. Um, but they're putting her against Becky Lynch. This is a honestly, it's going to be a great match. I could see them having a match on the first Raw of 2023. Um, I like it. Becky's awesome. Bailey's awesome. They both got the little braid thing in their hair. Maybe they need to switch that up. But uh, <laughs> other than that, they're great. Really, really good stuff here. And then they had the match. Uh, the first triple threat was Oscar, uh, Rhea, and, and Bailey. They went ham sandwich. Not going to lie to you. They they went crazy. The scream that Rhea let out at that last spot where they, <laughs> where they threw her out was like, I was like is she okay? <laughs> her shoulder was hey, as shit. Speaking of, is, is if they're okay, that botch with Austin Theory and Ali, hell yeah, hell shit on a shingle. Yeah, I was like, yo, y'all need to shit. Ali works so fast, and I think that like Theory doesn't work forty miles an hour. He's very methodical. Yeah, and, I think he didn't like catch him fast enough or something right. along those lines, but. Theory, lucky you got a big ass head because that thing hit the ground. I was like, God damn! Oh my god! Um, but that that ended up with Bailey winning the match. A really good finish there too, I thought. And then the main event had Becky, uh, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross going against each other, and that went about two or three segments. Uh, in the main event, uh, Damage Control comes out and they shield bomb Becky through the table, which leads to Alexa winning. So now you have Bailey versus Alexa next week on Raw. I'm thinking it's going to be Alexa versus Bianca, and that's going to be that's going to be kind of fire. No, it definitely is. They sure as hell ain't doing Bianca versus Bailey again. God knows, I don't need that again. No offense, but so no, I I, I completely agree. I think that's over with. Um, I don't think we need to see it again either. Um, if we were to look at the timing on this, next week will be the one on one match. Then they'll have the mm-hmm. we'll have the number one contender by then. Do you wait the next month to do that match, or do you have it on Raw? Let's see. When is Christmas? In two uh, two and a half weeks. I don't think you do it after Christmas. Probably do it before the holidays. That's a big match to pop a. That's a big match to pop a rating on the twenty sixth, though. Meals after Christmas. Nah, I think you do it before. I think you do it before that. Hmm. So would you they're do? Having, they're not having the house show on the twenty sixth. Are they in MSG on on that Sunday? Yeah. Well. Christmas is on a Sunday, so wait, hold on. When are they doing that dumb industry holiday tour 2022? 
it think is so. on December 26th. Wow. Oh, so somebody's, oh, they're going to be working double duty then. Some people are going to be working, or not working double, but some people are going to be on a different show. So, so Raw will potentially be understaffed that week. I could see easily. All right, let me see who they got billed for this show. I wouldn't do it on the 26th then. No, is not yet. No, Bianco, no, no. They don't, have, they don't have Bianco. They don't have her on MSG? No, I don't think so. I think they got, from what I see, Bray Wyatt, Drew McIntyre, not anymore. Um, he's going to be on those. Melzer said he's going to be on those. I, I think. I, I trust him. Oh, on that. Bray, Drew, Liv, Uso, Bloodline. That's who's going to be on the MSG show. So it's a SmackDown show with yeah. maybe some raw people on there. Or or they're taping. Mm. Maybe they're taping on the 20th? I guess we'll have to wait and find out because I yeah. I would I'd hold off on this, I really will hold off on this. Mm. I would do the I would, I would if you're thinking do it before Christmas, then I would do the the Bobby or Seth versus Theory on the twenty sixth, and have Brock come back that night. Brock ain't coming on no tape. I feel like they're gonna tape the show on the twenty sixth. I feel like it's not gonna be live. Because they want to give them folks the week off. They already got the 26th MSG show, um, which is literally the same time as Raw. Right. Like, literally. Um, so, they, I don't know if they're going to tape it on the 26th. We'll see. But, I don't know. Also, they could just wait till Rumble, to be honest. Bianca don't need to be in no Rumble. <laughs> she still needs an opponent. Just wait till the Rumble or something. Unless they do the match twice. Yeah. That could be true. Screw finish and then... You do the real match, and then we lead into Charlotte or somebody coming back. So we'll see. But that was Raw and SmackDown for the week. Thank you guys show. for listening. <laughs> a long show, hey, but you know that's that's what we do. Thank you guys for listening. Um, next week, of course, as 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 we said at the top of the show, we have our top twenty wrestling moments of twenty twenty two. And yes, we are still doing the year end list for the A show. We're still doing that for the end of the year. I think tentatively. Looking at the dates, that is going to be on the week of... Is that going to be after Christmas? It'll probably be after Christmas. It'll probably be on the uh, 28th. Yeah, 21st, 28th. We usually split it up in two. Yeah, it's so, like... so next week will be kind of our last regular show, unless something huge mm-hmm. happens. And then uh, 21st and 28th, we will devote entirely to our year in list. So um, make sure that you guys tune in. And thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon, but not only that, our YouTube as well to watch all the content we have coming to you guys next week for our year-end list, uh, for our not year-end list, but our top 20 wrestling moments of 2022. You will not want to miss it. Everybody is on it. Armand, uh, Quan, Cyrus, even Mark, even though he doesn't have a show. I don't know how that happened, uh, hey, but he's on there too. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. For Meals, I am Justin. We'll see you guys next week on The A Show.